Have you ever made a bargain with someone where you agreed to do one thing if they, in return, did something for you? How did it turn out? Hello, everyone. I'm Kathleen Pelly. Welcome to Journey with Story. I wonder what sort of bargains some of you have made, and if any of you have had to break your side of the bargain for some reason, or if perhaps the person you bargained with broke their side of the bargain, and how did that make you feel? Well, today's story is an old story from India. Hello to all of our many, many listeners in India. And this story is about a bear who makes a bargain with a poor woodcutter and his wife, involving a very popular Indian dish made up mainly of rice and lentils called kitchadi. Let's see how this bargain turns out. First, though, big thanks to all of our listeners who have been rating and reviewing and sharing this podcast with others. And a huge thanks to all of our Patreon subscribers. Remember, if you want to get some colouring sheets for your little listener, go to www.journeywithstory.com and find out more then. Now, let's take a journey with The Bear's Bad Bargain. Once upon a time, a very old woodcutter lived with his very old wife in a tiny hut close to the orchard of a rich man. So close that the boughs of a pear tree hung right over the cottage yard. Now it was agreed between the rich man and the woodcutter that if any of the fruit fell into the yard, the old couple were to be allowed to eat it. So you may imagine with what hungry eyes they watched the pears ripening and prayed for a storm of wind or a flock of flying foxes or anything which would cause the fruit to fall. But nothing came and the old wife, who was a grumbling, scolding old thing, declared they would inevitably become beggars. So she took to giving her husband nothing but dry bread to eat and insisted on his working harder than ever till the poor old soul got quite thin and all because the pears would not fall down. At last the woodcutter turned around and declared he would not work any more unless his wife gave him kitchadi for his dinner. So with very bad grace the old woman took some rice and pulse, some butter and spices and began to cook a savoury kitchadi. What an appetising smell it had, to be sure. The woodcutter was for gobbling it up as soon as ever it was ready. No, no, cried the greedy old wife. Not till you have brought me in another load of wood. And mind it is a good one. You must work for your dinner. So the old man set off to the forest and began to hack and to hew with such a will that he soon had quite a large bundle, and with every stick he cut he seemed to smell the savoury kitchadi and think of the feast that was coming. Just then, though, a bear came swinging by with its great black nose tilted in the air and its little keen eyes peering about for bears, though good enough fellows, on the whole, are dreadfully inquisitive. 
peace be with you, friend, said the bear. And what may you be going to do with that remarkably large bundle of wood? It is for my wife, returned the woodcutter. The fact is, he added confidentially, smacking his lips, she has made such a kitchetty for dinner, and if I bring in a good bundle of wood, she is pretty sure to give me a plentiful portion. Oh, my dear fellow, you should just smell that kitchetty. At this, the bear's mouth began to water, for, like all bears, he was a dreadful glutton. Do you think your wife would give me some too if I brought her a bundle of wood? he asked anxiously. Well, perhaps if it was a very big load, answered the woodcutter craftily. Would four hundred weight be enough? asked the bear. Oh, I'm afraid not, returned the woodcutter, shaking his head. You see, kitchidy is an expensive dish to make. There's rice in it and plenty of butter and pulse and... Well, would would eight hundred weight do? Say half a ton and it's a bargain, said the woodcutter. Half a ton is a large quantity, sighed the bear. <sighs> there is saffron in the kitchen, remarked the woodcutter casually. The bear licked his lips and his little eyes twinkled with greed and delight. Well, it's a bargain. Go home sharp now and tell your wife to keep the kitchen hot. <laughs> I'll be with you in a trice. Away went the woodcutter in great glee to tell his wife how the bear had agreed to bring half a ton of wood in return for a share of the kitchen. Now the wife could not help admitting that her husband had made a good bargain. But, being by nature a grumbler, she was determined not to be pleased. So she began to scold the old man for not having settled exactly the share the bear was to have. For, said she, he will gobble up the potful before we have finished our first helping. On this, the woodcutter became quite pale. Well, in that case, he said, we had better begin now and have a fair start. So, without more ado, they squatted down on the floor with a brass pot full of kitchedy between them, and they began to eat as fast as they could. Remember um, to leave some for the bear, wife, said the woodcutter, speaking with his mouth crammed full. Certainly, certainly, she replied, helping herself to another handful. My dear, cried the old woman in her turn, with her mouth so full that she could hardly speak. Remember, remember the poor bear. Certainly, certainly, my love, returned the old man, taking another mouthful. So it went on, until there was not a single grain left in the pot. Well, what's to be done now? said the woodcutter. It is all your fault, wife, for eating so much. My fault, retorted his wife scornfully. Why, you ate twice as much as I did. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Men always eat more than women. No, they don't. Yes, they do. Well, it's no use quarrelling about it now, said the woodcutter. The kitchen is gone and the bear will be furious. 
That wouldn't matter much if we could get the wood, said the greedy old woman. I'll tell you what we must do. We must lock up everything there is to eat in the house, leave the kitcheny pot by the fire, and hide in the garret. When the bear comes, he will think we have gone out and left his dinner for him. Then he will throw down his bundle and come in. Of course he will rampage a little when he finds the pot is empty, but he can't do much mischief, and I don't think he will take the trouble of carrying the wood away. So they made haste to lock up all the food and hide in the garret. Meanwhile, the bear had been toiling away at his bundle of wood, which took him much longer to collect than he expected. However, at last he arrived, quite exhausted, at the woodcutter's cottage. Seeing the brass kitchety pot by the fire, he threw down his load and went in. And then, mercy! Wasn't he angry when he found nothing in it, not even a grain of rice, nor a tiny wee bit of pulse, but only a smell that was so uncommonly nice that he actually cried with rage and disappointment. He flew into the most dreadful temper, but though he turned the house topsy-turvy, he could not find a morsel of food. Finally, he declared he would take the wood away again. But as the crafty old woman had imagined, when he came to the task, he did not care, even for the sake of revenge, to carry such a heavy burden. I won't go away empty-handed, said he to himself, seizing the kitcheny pot. If I can't get the taste, I'll have the smell. Now, as he left the cottage, he caught sight of the beautiful golden pears hanging over into the yard. His mouth began to water at once, for he was desperately hungry, and the pears were the first of the season. In a trice he was on the wall, up the tree, and gathering the biggest and ripest one he could find, and he was just putting it into his mouth, when a thought struck him. If I take these pears home, I shall be able to sell them forever, so much, to the other bears. And then, with the money, I shall be able to buy some kitchedy. Ha <laughs> ha! I shall have the best of the bargain after all. And so saying, he began to gather the ripe pears as fast as he could, and he put them into the kitchedy pot. But whenever he came to an unripe one, he would shake his head and say, <gasps> Oh, no one would buy that, yet it is a pity to waste it. So he'd pop it into his mouth and eat it, making wry faces if it was very sour. Now, all this time the woodcutter's wife had been watching the bear through a crevice and holding her breath for fear of discovery. But, at last, what with her being asthmatic and having a cold in her head, she could hold it no longer, and just as the kitcheny pot was quite full of golden ripe pears, out she came with the most tremendous sneeze you've ever heard. Ah, 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 ah! <laughs> the bear, thinking someone had fired a gun at him, dropped the kitcheny pot into the cottage yard and fled into the forest as fast as his legs would carry him. 
So the woodcutter and his wife got the kitchidi, the wood, and the coveted pears. But the poor bear got nothing but a very bad stomach ache from eating unripe fruit. Oh dear, do you feel a little sorry for the poor bear? After all, he did keep his side of the bargain, didn't he? And he was so very hungry and very disappointed, you can hardly blame him for being so angry. What do you think might have been a fairer way for the woodcutter and his wife to treat the bear? That might make for a very good discussion around the dinner table tonight. And remember, if this story painted some pictures in your mind, get busy drawing and do send us them at www.journeywithstory.com so we can share them with others. Cheerio then. Join me next time for Journey with Story. Music and post-production was by Colette Jonas.